thanks for joining us again at Once When I Was Cool. If you're looking for a place of mediocrity, a place where nothing special happens and two guys talking a lot of rubbish, you've come to the right place. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're returning, thanks very much for giving for, for returning again. And if you're uh, new to us, thanks for giving us a go. Hopefully we can uh, give you a bit of a chuckle and uh, help you reminisce a little bit. My name's Dave. I'm one of your hosts. Um, through the magic of the internet again, we've got Wee. How are you, Wee? Yeah, good thanks, Dave. You're just selling us there, you know, yeah. mediocrity. What's, what's uh, below that? I don't know. Adequate. Um, all I know, I think, me, I think mediocrity would <laughs> be better than adequate. I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't feeling that intro. I don't know that it was the best one we've done. Well, I was probably the most descriptive <laughs> of what we actually do. <laughs> I tried to do something different than the usual sort of, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, mm. And, uh, yeah, again, out uh, getting us out there to your earballs, as always, is uh, producer Simon, who's also down in uh, the land of the Taswegians. He is. He is. He is. It's cold where it's warm down there, isn't it? No, it's not. It's very cold. <laughs> very cold. We're recording in the first week of July, and it's uh, actually quite freezing. But tell you what, just before we get on to this week's topic, I was uh, talking to our friend in Canada, Stacey, Um and they're having record temperatures over there where it's getting upwards towards 48, 49 degrees Celsius. So what's that? I think it's about 110, 115, something like that Fahrenheit. Um, uh, hot, hot, I, stupid I hot. De- yeah, I only deal in Celsius because that's just all I know. Um, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that's hot for over there, I believe. So, mm. oh, well, you know. Stay cool. Whole... Try and stay cool. It seems like that's the way it's going. All right, so we um, we actually for once had a little bit of uh, feedback, and we got an email. Um, yeah, from a, we got an email from a friend of ours. Well, a new friend, new listener. So I've been listening for a while, and uh, that was a, a, a guy named Tim. And Tim, um, Tim just sort of sent us an email, sort of saying, you know, that he loved the show. Good on you, Tim. Thanks very much. We do appreciate it. But it was Thanks, also Tim. saying that he was a comic book guy back in the early 80s, around about the time that we were. And a lot of the topics he seemed to cover seemed to intersect with those sorts of uh, experiences and wanted to know whether either of us were into comics. So I thought that we might, that might be something we might tackle. So we, once when I was cool, we used to read comic books. What about you? Did you used to do that? I, I did. I. I... <sighs> I did. I, I wasn't like a mad comic book uh, mm-hmm. collector, you know. Had a few different varieties. Um, some of the Archies. Um, some. Of, we'll get yeah. into that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, even even some of the. Uh, I, I was sort of. I, I loved even reading the the comic strips out of the newspapers and stuff like that. Okay, so more the cartoons. I think that's what they referred to as cartoons. So especially, yeah. uh, used to be in the Sunday paper where we had the big, you know, four and eight page foldouts just of all the different cartoons, and that used to be the one that I went to. I think we've done a. I think we've done an episode on on newspapers and and sort of touch briefly on the cartoons in them. Yeah. And- I don't know, and these might be just more um, Australian, New Zealand, but like the foot rot flats, which um, they actually used to be like the mm. comic strips in the book, but they also mm. had comic books. Um, mm. The writer also did comic books. I used to yeah, love Murray, those Murray Ball was his name. Yeah. He died a couple of years ago and probably one of the greatest losses to humanity after Rick Mail um, <laughs> yeah. that, that we've ever seen, and he was, he was great. He wrote... Um, Great comics about um, uh, the life on a farm of a border collie by the name of Dog. Dog didn't have a name, or I think Dog did, did have a name, but never actually. Any time anyone tried to say it, he used to react and try and um, 
try and you know make it so no one knew what it was. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was it was a great comic. It was a big part of my childhood. Uh, my dad used to love the uh, them, and I think everybody in the family. Not sure about Glenda, um, but um, we used to all read Foot Rot Flats comics, and they were a, they were a big part of my life, and really really loved them. It was written from a New Zealand farming perspective, and it was just good, good wholesome fun. The the beauty is they did a, uh, I think it was the late 80s, they actually did a little feature film of it as well that came out on the movies. I remember going and watching that. It was, we was went, absolutely awesome. I remember we went and watched it at the um, at the local RSL club was where they showed it because I'm not sure if we had a cinema in town, but it was such was the popularity of it. And um, it's this, it's the movie where the uh, what is now the New Zealand National Anthem, that Slice of Heaven uh, song, uh, first debuted. Yeah, it, it was it, it was a great story too. When you actually have a look at it, it just encompassed everything that's um, New Zealand or Kiwi. You know, it mm. was it was just great. Mm. It was just awesome. But yeah, I was a big fan. The other thing I was a big fan of, which um, uh, it was the Far Side. You know, and oh, okay. Still, so those individual sorts of comics there. The individual. Still, they're still they're still standing the test of time. Oh, there you can. Um, there's groups on Facebook that the and and head page yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, I just, I love them. I think they are so. You know, the far side is exactly what it is, and it's so apt for when it was back then, and it's just so relatable these days as well. Yeah, they're just awesome. I think probably one of the other ones that I really took to, um, especially as a young kid, was the Garfield comics. Um, Garfield and the, the stupid dog Odie and his little kitten friend Nermal that he never liked. And um, I, I always used to really enjoy Garfield. Um, but I think that one of the things that probably ruined Garfield for me was when they made an animated cartoon, like a TV cartoon, um, and then they put voices to it. And Garfield's voice was never the same as the voice I had in my head. And I found that a little bit with Foot Rot Flats as well. Um, and any time that any of the cartoon, anything that translates from a uh, from a comic book onto the TV where they add voices in, the, the voices just never seem to match up with what the voices you had in your head. Well, I don't know how many voices you've got in your head, but I, I sort of understand. I've got one in my head saying. at the moment. I'm sure you do. But uh, yeah, look, I, I agree. I think you know, you always put you always put your own bit of uh, what you you know your description of them, and you try. It's like reading a book. You sort of try and build something in your head of what they're going to look like and, and sound like. But um, you know, they were they were comics that I liked, and I liked them as individuals. I liked them in books. I liked them in the paper. But, you know, I did also, um, like I said, you know, comic books and uh, like, um, uh, you know, even the Phantom and things like that, you know. Well, that was what I was coming to next was um, the Phantom was the next one. When I got to be about 12 or 13, I discovered Phantom books. And uh, if for any of our overseas listeners that uh, have never actually read the Phantom, look it up. It was uh, written by a gentleman by the name of Lee Falk. And it was based on uh, somebody who was who was shipwrecked on a on a 
I don't know if it was African island or something like that, and the tribesmen looked after him. And down through the generations, uh, he's you know the the children have taken on, and so there was always somebody. Um, the ghost who walks was the phantom. He used to come in and fight crime, and uh, it was just good. It was sort of that. It wasn't quite retro, but it was sort of like that old school, almost a bit swashbuckling pirate because his his arch nemesis nemesis Caesar's was the um, was the Sing Brotherhood, which was a pirate band. Um, and he had his uh, little sidekick whose name was Guran. And, um, yeah, just just good good fun comics but a uh, little bit serious. And he never, ever drank uh, anything other than milk. If he went anywhere, he would always order milk. Yeah, to me it was the crossover between the Westerns to superhero. So it was, it's me, it was like the sort of the cowboy, the Western, you know, with the white hat. Um you know, transforming more into that superhero and but not a cowboy type of type of thing. So it was similar sort of stories. Um, yeah. yeah, it was sort of. It was also sort of a bit that Caribbean island adventure, living amongst the natives. I think he was living yeah. amongst pygmies or something like bit that. Of, bit of Tarzanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Tarzan with a bit of piracy and, and smugglers and those sorts of things yeah. uh, mixed in. Never, never any stories, stories about drugs or gun runners or you know people smuggling or anything like that. It was always sort of fairly straightforward what it was about. But there was always a bad guy that you always knew and you always wanted to know who the Phantom was. But the Phantom used to turn up in the um, in the week day papers and the weekly uh you know the weekend comics and they would only ever have like one strip so it might have been three or four panels and you'd have to buy the paper each day to figure out what the story was and if you missed a couple of days it was always just in there as a random three sort of things and it never really made sense um and so it was always a bit difficult to get the full story so you really needed to buy the actual comic which usually came out every week or uh every week or every month I'm not I sure. Was, I think it was every month it came out. But I, I still, think it was every week. I've still got a big archive box at my mum's place um, full of Phantom comics and they're, they're great. They're not worth anything these days. Nobody nobody collects them. Nobody really knows who the Phantom is. But um, it's one of the ones that I really love. And I remember when we were um, doing one episode and we were talking to Stacey uh, again in Canada Um she had never heard of the Phantom and uh, it was interesting to see because I always assumed it was an American character, but, you know, you never yeah. know. Well, she's Canadian, not American, so I suppose there's a difference. No, there. yeah, no, true. That's true. My mistake. I do apologise. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably one of the other ones that really stuck out to me um, that I really loved uh, was Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, especially the, in, in the newspapers and, and things. Yeah, and you used to be able to get full booklets of it. Yeah, full booklets. Yeah. um, And, and, you know, that that was, it was a very simplistic sort of comic too when you looked at it. It wasn't a lot of, it was very, it was usually just those guys sort of in it. It wasn't a big. It was about a six-year-old and his imaginary friend and so his imaginary friend was a huge tiger and it was just a toy, a stuffed toy. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like in the in, in the Phantom, you know, it was always looking at the tension to detail with the bush mm-hmm. and the mm. caves and all of those sorts of things. Mm. It was a very um, uh, minimalistic type mm. of, um, yep. you know, comic, but it still got across the point, you know. And, and sometimes there was no background at all. It was just about Correct. Calvin and Hobbes and the world that Calvin lived in that, uh, that he needed to do it. Yeah. Hmm. They were always and entertaining, that, always... That, I, yeah, hmm. not like us. No, no, not like, us. like us. Well, entertaining to look at when you <laughs> fall over. Um, 
And yeah. so you mentioned Archie comics before and Archie comics, I have to say, must have been the biggest influence of comic books in my life because uh, um, we always had Archie comics around our house when we were growing up. There was always the little digests um, that used to come out and I think, I don't know how often they came out. And they always had different brands. They had um, Betty and Veronica and then Jughead and then all these other sorts of ones that used to have their own comics and then they'd have a, a mix of them all and they'd all have stories which are always wholesome and good fun, very different to the TV show Riverdale that's come out now, um, but that, that which is based on all those characters. But um, they, they were always good fun, very wholesome comics and always about the love triangle between Archie and Betty and Veronica and then there was the arch nemesis of Reggie Mantle and his be- and Archie's best friend Jughead and then you had all the peripheral ones like Dilton Doily and Moose and what was Moose's girlfriend's name? Midge, something like that. So anyway, as you can tell, it obviously made a uh, fairly big impression on my life that I uh, still remember them to these days. You secretly read them, don't you? I would. I'd still, if I had one, I'd I'd give it a read and yeah. see see how it stands up. I haven't read one for quite a long time. Um, but next time you're at Ruby's, but dust them off, mate, and have a look. Well, I don't know if they'd still be there. I mean, there's so much crap in Ruby's house. So I of all the stuff that we've we kids have left there as we've uh, moved away. So there probably are a few there. But um, yeah, no, they were always good fun. They were always good fun. What about you? You had spend much time with Archie. Oh, look, I spent a little bit of time, uh, you know, for me it was um, sort of more the uh, the books around like Footright Flats and Swamp and all of those type of uh, – Swamp oh, was another one too. Yeah, about the crocodile with no teeth. Crocodile with no teeth, you know, and the duck and, you know, that had problems well, not always flying and things like, you know, and always the flies buzzing around. So, you know, some of them just had these little – just little things that you could go, yep, that's a swamp. That's a footrot flats. That's an Archie. That's a um, you know you could just tell what they were just by the, the their drawing styles, but just little things about them. You, you just knew what they were. I um I suppose from from my point, it was I uh, I sort of got more into the when I got a little bit older, more the graphic graphic sort of novel type things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, which, which for me is um, like Sin City, all of those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they they got seven volumes in that. So, yeah, I, I say, and, and they would have all come out as individual comics to start with. Um, yeah, and Sin City was made into that movie. Was it Bruce Willis that was in that? Yeah, it was Bruce Willis. It was um, oh god, I'm trying to think who else was in it. it was um, who's Spider Man? Toby McGuire. Toby, is it Toby McGuire? Was he Spider Man? Uh yeah, he was one of the he was one of the first ones out of that. Yeah. Um uh, Elijah Wood, you're thinking of, not Yeah, Elijah um, Wood. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just looking at it here now. But it yep. was um, it was based on it was one of those more uh, sort of, sort of when comics went a little bit darker up until then. And the ones that I got into is the the DC universe was the Batman comics, or Batman and Detective, and those sorts of ones. And I've always liked. I think um, I probably liked the Batman comics more than I would have gone for, you know, say Superman or um, The Flash or any of those other sorts of ones. Although Green Arrow, I quite like Green Lantern. They were quite good comics as well. A little Green bit Lantern. spacey. Hmm? The Green Lantern. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Oh, oh I'm um, thinking of is Ryan Reynolds and how much he loved making that movie. Oh, he got panned <laughs> for it. I didn't think it was that bad a movie, but gosh, he got he got a real pacing for it as well. And um, I, I if you... Think- 
if you look at the last um, Justice League movie, the Green Lanterns turn up in it as well. So I think they may be making a reboot of that type thing. Um, but I always like those Batman sorts of ones. And then from Marvel, I think probably my favourite comic book out of that was Thor. Um, other than that, I wasn't really into any of the the Marvel characters. They didn't really seem to sort of grab me too much. Although I, know, I knew people who used to love, you know, Spider Man and um, Uncanny X Men and all those sorts of things. But yeah, not really sort of my things. But I was very big into the Batman universe and some of the Batman characters and those types of people in there as well. Um, didn't see myself as Batman, of course. No, no, not even. Um... In, in, not even Robin, mate. Not, um, <laughs> I'm not even Alfred. No, I um, I I wasn't big on those type of things. I mean, for for me, my first sort of experience with that was the original Superman back in the late seventies. You know, mm-hmm. um, great and, movies and I, with Christopher Reeve. Absolutely. Um, but I just watched again the other the other day. I've watched. Um, uh, what's on the big star, uh, Captain America? Because it was just we were in lockdown, so I watched the movies and I've watched them before, but then I just thought I'm going to give these a couple of goes. So there were the three movies, I think, and I watched mm. the first two, and I'm just like, I, I can't even do the third one. To <laughs> me. But I was talking to my son, Dirk, and he actually has gone through and says, No, you have to actually watch all the DC ones in a specific order DC or Marvel. Uh, Marvel, DC's DC. Batman, Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, that one. Um, you know, go. Th- you have to watch them in sequence where you think um, they're, you know, say, for example, Captain America, you think it's just one, two, three. But, no, you have to watch this other one before this other one because they mm. introduce these characters. Mm. I just look at them and go, oh, they're just a, a trilogy of it. A, a, a- or you just want to watch a movie that stands alone on its own. For well, the yeah, sake but, of entertainment and escapism. Yeah, like he's gone, no, same with, um, and, and that's Thor and all of that too, isn't it? Because hmm. yep. he's going, no, no, you have to watch this, then this, then this, and then this one over here. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do that. Like he explained it all to me and how um, it all Do you have meant Disney, the Disney Plus streaming service? Um, Dirk does. Yeah. So I've only watched The Mandalorian on it. They've actually um, managed to put them all together in the order that you need to watch them. So in the order, if you if you go through and you look up Marvel, it's it's got the options to watch them all in order, like alphabetical order or watch each character. You can watch them in the order that they came out and then there's another option that you can actually turn it around so they will put them in the orders that you want to watch them. Um, there's still something like 17 movies or something like that. And I, look, I, I enjoy this. I used to enjoy the superhero movies, but now everything's based on a comic and I'm really not that interested in um, going to the cinema because we're not encouraged to go and gather in any sort of large group thing anymore. Um, but going to the cinema and sitting down for two and a half, three hours to watch basically a, a plot line of a superhero and all they do is move from one fight to another and that's basically all they seem to be these days. There's not a lot of... Um, story to it or they have to go and find some weird stone or something like that. But on Disney now they've got some in-between um, stories as well. So they're made in, making TV shows and there was one about um, called WandaVision that was really very good. I really resisted watching it because I wasn't really interested in e- either of the characters. Um, but it was very good. And then they did, uh, they did something, the Falcon and 
a winter soldier or something, which was okay. And now they're doing one on Loki, which is Thor's half brother. And he, it's oh, very, yeah. it's very entertaining. Yeah. It's quite a good show. Look, you know, I mean, I know we were talking about cartoons, but I look at, you're right these days. And I look at, um, my favourite uh, cartoon character or Marvel character at the moment is... Comic book. Comic book. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying that my, my favourite character out of any of, yeah. any of those comic book characters are mm. um, is Deadpool. Oh, yeah. I've never read the Deadpool books. Are they anything like... The I've got no movie? idea. I just like the movies. Oh, okay. Right. I like the character and I know they come from a comic book and people are out there probably going, I'm a heathen, but... I but just did you like see? It's, it's, did you see Deadpool in the um, in the X Men series? He turned up totally completely, different, completely different. Yeah, look, I love the fact that even in the the Deadpool two movie, he shoots him in the head when he. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but so look, anyway, uh, back to back to comics. So uh, probably the other ones I got into, and I'm sort of going to get a little bit more of my comic book nerd on because I haven't been able to talk about it for many years. Um, there was a, a spin-off of DC Comics called Vertigo Comics, and they used to have some. Re- that was off-brand, a little bit edgier, sort of a bit more rough around the edges. And they used to do one um, called Transmetropolitan. And it was a future sort of set apocalyptic type thing where um, where this guy is a journalist and gets caught back in and tries to expose uh, all the corruption, basically. It, it was very entertaining, it, it, all the corruption that had come into the government and, and the world. And the world's um, seriously degenerated and it's just one big city of... Um, of filth and vice and everything else, but it is, it was really quite amusing. It was quite a clever comic. Um, and they've never made, never, there's never been talk of them making a TV show or a film or anything like that. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know how they would, because some of the things that came out and some of the things that were said, um, would probably be fairly offensive to most of the, um, cupcakes that we have these days. I love the fact that um, there there is still some offence out there. I think we've gone too far the other way. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a little bit of offence still in the world. I, mm. That's just what I think. I'd like to see something like that. But one of probably the most, um, you know, beyond the Batmans and the Supermans, but one of the probably more successful offbeat sorts of comics that's been turned into, uh, you know, a live action thing would be The Walking Dead. Yeah, it's massive, uh, you know. Uh, what? And it's still going. Obviously. It's been going for 10 or 11 years now. I stopped watching it a couple of years ago and it was quite, it was good, but it got a bit too much. But the oh, comic book is still going itself as well. And it, it it sort of used to vary, move away from the comic and then come back to it. And then the TV show would follow it for a couple of series, would follow the comic very closely. And it was, um, it's been quite good, but it's been very successful. I think, you know, that's, I think that was a different genre at the time. I think that was sort of, if you go back 10 or 11 years, there used to be uh, zombie-type movies, but then to have a series. So, you know, my understanding is that it was the comic books first and then they based that off Mm, the the TV show, the comics. But then they also then had, you know, The Fear of the Walking Dead. And I think that was a comic book as well, you know, so it's going, I, I believe that was a comic and, and I might be wrong because um, why read a book when you can watch a show? Yeah, of course. Because um, I'm lazy. Yes, yes, one of the great minds of our time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting that this sort of whole zombie um, 
uh, genre has popped up and people are so, you know, so into it at the moment. Um, Zombie, vampires and werewolves. Well, vampires and werewolves have sort of worn off a little bit. I haven't seen a vampire movie or a vampire story for quite some time since those hideous ones where they glitter. Um, the not vision uh, twilight those sorts of books that was oh, i never moonbeam or something never saw them and um didn't really have much interest in them um i, and- I, I can tell you the, the the werewolf movies as a kid i was scared out of my brain well american kid american werewolf in london was one of was i remember being really frightened watching that that was a I don't know if it stands the test of time now. I don't know that I'd bother watching it again. But it was it was really frightening show where you actually see him turn into a werewolf. Well, you see him do it now, but it's all CGI, and it it was it was, I, I C- it was some form of CGI back then. Yeah, as really well. dodgy did, CGI. Yeah, but he didn't really turn into a werewolf. You know that, didn't don't he? you? No, no. I, I wasn't sure, but I can tell. Short filming back. schedule. If they had to, I could only film during a full moon. Yeah, I know. That Terrible was to work with. I know. Mm. I know, very moody. Um, my, Bad my breath. Whole, yeah. My, my whole uh, thought process of those, they absolutely scaled the bejeebas out of me. I was p- petrified of them. Now, you know, um, you've got um, werewolves that are now, you know, making out with vampires. And, they're, you know, they're just they're misunderstood. Mi- yeah, misunderstood uh, my- mystical creatures, sort of like the unicorns of the... Of the, you know, the underworld. Did you ever see the movie of What We Do in the Shadows? It's a New Zealand show um, where the werewolves and it's based, it's like a documentary. It's a mockumentary set up in Auckland in New Zealand. And um, the the original movie, I haven't seen the TV show. Apparently the TV show was very good as well. Um, But the movie was fantastic. It was such a tongue in cheek thing where the the vampires and the the vampires and the um, werewolves were up against each other. It was terrific. But it's anyway, you know how many how many werewolf um, comic books did you ever read back in the day? Can you remember any? I don't know that there were any. Same as I didn't read any vampire ones either. To to be perfectly honest, I didn't read any zombie ones either. I read the Walking Dead ones. I think I read about the first three volumes of that when I was big into the Walking Dead. But other than that, I don't think I've. And there's like 22 volumes of The Walking Dead now. I don't think um, I've read any of those sort of monster sorts of things. Ruby, I think I've said on other ones, Ruby was really into those cryptids and, um, well, she wasn't, but she was always happy for me to be. So I always had books on, you know, the mummy and the werewolf and um, Mm. Dracula and Bigfoot and all these sorts of things. So um, I sort of got it from that and never really thought that there was, I don't know that there were any ones because growing up in in, um, country towns, it was pretty much only you know, your Phantom comics and all the books that we talked about yeah. before, Foot Rot Flats and later on Calvin and Hobbes. And um, and then there was the odd Batman and the odd, you know, Flash and Superman. And um, I don't even think Captain America. I don't ever remember seeing Captain America comics because no. we were Australia. No. Why would we want to look at Captain America? I, I remember having um, a couple of Spider-Man comics. Yeah, Spider-Man was another one that always seemed to be around. Yep. Um, you know the whole. Um, I'm just. I can picture the, the the you know the front of it where he's swinging through, you know the the Golden Great Bridge basically. You know, um, in, in one being of chased by that goblin thing. Yeah, you know it was um, always always um, you know a couple of those comics around and things like that. But um, yeah, I, I, 
look, I, I read comics. Uh, I had some friends that had big comic collections. Um, they weren't as uh, um, retentive that, you know, you weren't allowed to read them. You just had to treat them with respect, that's all. The best part I liked about them was reading all the ads for the X-ray visions and stuff like that that like we've talked about before and just wondering how you could actually get some of them in, in, into Australia because you know, mm. it was all American-based. And I remember being young and seeing that it used to say the comic was like a dollar thirty-five, and we were paying four bucks or something. I couldn't understand why it said a dollar thirty-five, but I had to pay four bucks. But then that was just you. That was just me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were actually a dollar ten, but yeah. So um, yeah, Ed, look, it was good. I really enjoyed comics when I was there, and I used to um, read comics, you know, up into my mid mid to late twenties. Um, until the dollar dropped and they just got too expensive and other priorities and other things had to come up. It's a good but, bit of escapism. It was good, you know, like the like you read for anything, people sort of laugh when you, you say you read comics and those types of things, but it's um, it, it's it's a good bit of escapism. It's a good story and like you read any sort of book or novel or anything else, it's just, you yeah, know, a bit of mindless escapism, I guess. I'll tell, tell you what I actually liked, um, which... I haven't seen for a while now. It's a show called The Comic Book Men, which is the filming of the podcast of, Kevin you know, Smith Jason, Kevin Smith and, you know, um, and their comic book store. So all mm. of his crew that, you know, did Clerks and Clerks 2 and even well, uh, the stuff before that. He was responsible. He was well known in the comic book world because he sold, to make his first movie, Clerks, he um, he sold his comic book collection to be able to do it. And it was pretty much, if you've ever seen Clerks or if you've never seen Clerks, it was sort of a bit of an art house film. It was filmed in black and white and it's about two guys working at a convenience store and it's basically, is it just one day in their life? Yep, and it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, from it opening to close and they're there for like 18 hours or something like that and his best friend works at the video shop next door and they're just, uh, yeah, it, it was a sort of revolution. But that's how um, Kevin Smith got into it and Kevin Smith ended up starting writing for, he's written quite a few different comic books. Um, I know that he bought back um, Green Arrow in the in the DC universe, um, the comic books when he started writing them and they were quite good as well. Talked about his backstory and all of that type of thing. Yeah, they um yeah, their their show was great because it goes into a lot of they talk about, you know, basically, you know, their lives in, in the comic book world and what but it's also about their comic book shop and um you know, people coming in and it's sort of like, you know, those porn star shows where they bring in and try and sell and they'll buy all of these different comics and some of them will come in with one or two comics and, you know, they'll be, you know, a good two, three, four thousand dollars each. You know, it's amazing just how mm. people treated, treat them. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. well, that's exactly and, right. And the apparel that goes with it and that's the thing these days. There's more apparel shops. Like trying to find here in Brisbane a comic book shop, I've been into one or two. There's one in the city there I've been to. I, I try. I, I go in and have a look and I have a browse around but it's more just for, you know, something that might catch my eye that I might. But there's so many different comics out there. There's a lot of the um, the Japanese type of comics these days. Mm. The mm-hmm. um, what, what do they call that? Is um, it manga? Manga, so, yeah. 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 So there are lots of those and, like, you know, around where I live, it's, uh, mm. you know, uh, there's uh, some shops around here that are just pure manga shops where they mm. have all the um, – figurines they have 
and it's more around the comic books and the cartoons that you know they they have so there's a lot of mm. uh, but they do have a lot of comic books in there as well and all the figurines so that's pretty the, popular these days yeah all the figurines and the collectibles now people seem to do you remember when you used to just buy toys to play with the toy so if you got an action figure there's no way you'd leave it in the wrapper and um, and just put it away in the cupboard so that it could. But, the, you know, there's people these days that just buy these things in the hope that the price will go up, keep them in pristine condition and don't use them for anything, don't let their kids play with them. Or there's some people that will buy two, so one to play with and one to put away and keep. And it's like, well, doesn't that really sort of defeat the purpose of having something? So I suppose I never really yeah, understood look, it. I and, sp- and I know that from my Star Wars figures and action know. figures, and I know we've done an episode on action figures, so we won't get too into it. But, you know, I know that there was no way I was ever going to not play with them. And I had uh, I had a great time with my um, Star Wars figures when I was six. Well, how old was I when that came out? Five, six, seven or eight, something like that. Um, and I was fortunate enough that my parents bought them for me and, and you know, made the most of them. But hot damn, they'd be worth a lot these days. Yeah, but I'd I'd still play with them these days if I had them. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> we'll let that silence linger there for a little yeah, while. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah, no. And I was I was um, at the shops the other day and I was looking at Matchbox cars, and I thought uh, I was looking at Matchbox cars as well because I thought when we eventually get together and we can do our video series that we do a, a Matchbox cars versus Hot Wheels type thing. Well, I've still and they're got- impossible to get. Can I tell you, I've got a whole box here from when the kids, my kids were little. So you're looking at about 25 years old, some of the vehicles from from back there. So, you know, I made sure I kept all the the really good ones because you always had the cheap ones too that, you you know, someone would buy a set of 80 cars for two bucks and you just know that they were going to fall apart. And um, It's made of asbestos and CFCs. Yeah. You know, and if you held together by good intentions, good intentions, and when you licked them, they became um, intoxicated because it was how they got the um, LSD in from overseas. And it's how they got the the, the um, kids working in the sweatshops to put them together. Yeah, so you know, definitely got some of those. I know that you've also still got a comic collection with, um, you know, talking of uh, you know Jane, Silent Bob. Yeah, I've got I've got a whole heap. I've got a whole heap of um, various different DC ones. I've got a few a few Marvel and Thor ones. Ones that I collected sort of in my probably in my mid twenties. Once 40s. I started working and forties. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and um, I know that um, Delilah's got a couple of um, graphic novels of Supergirl and you know all the girl hero ones because I was going to say follow that, girl heroes, not yeah. boy ones. Yeah, it's not allowed to. Anyway, I won't get into that, but I'm sure there are like um, a lot of female directed, female directed types of uh, comic books and stuff these days as well. Oh yeah, fair enough. Each yeah. each to their own. Um, yeah. So anyway, I look, comic books were good. I don't know that I'm I'm really into it now that it's become such a huge business that it's become um, gotten into the um, you know into the graphic novels and I don't know why you have to call them graphic novels these days rather than just call them comics. I don't know They're why we can't enjoy them. Yeah. And and I don't like the way that every movie, as I said before, the way that every movie now has become. Uh, has well, come from some sort of every comic has to be a movie now and well it's more that there's not that many movies these days that aren't based on a comic book of some sort and it's like we're completely out of ideas well i, I think so well 
if you, if you want to go back, are we out of that many ideas that we're doing re, redos of the the movies that were through the eighties? Ghostbusters. Tell you what, though, the new Ghostbusters looks like the business. Have you seen the shorts for it? I think it's called Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it's about their kids. Their kids, yeah, it, that looks it all looks right. The business. I'm really looking forward to that summer release. Yeah, look, I um, I haven't brought myself to watch the um, the other version of it. Um, it was good. It wasn't a bad movie. It just didn't need to be a Ghostbusters reboot. It was it, they paid homage to the people in it, and it was. I quite liked it. I quite enjoyed it. I've watched it a couple of times. It, it just didn't necessarily need to be a Ghostbusters franchise. It would have been quite a good film just on its own. But you know, to live up to uh, Ghostbusters is quite iconic. It'd be like if they made another version of um, and and all the all the. Um, the gender issues aside, whether it be guys or girls or whatever it is, to live up to the Ghostbusters name is a is a pretty big ask for anyone. It's huge. Um, it'd be like if they tried to make Back to the Future again. There's no way, no matter what the script was, it would never be as good. No, they, uh, there's just some things that should not ever be touched. Like Star Wars. Yep, the original trilogy. Not Mind you, The Mandalorian is pretty good. That is good. And there, I was, do like that, that. there was that one movie, um, that one in-between movie, I think it was called uh, Rogue, Rogue One or something Rogue like one. that. That, that was, was good. great. God, that was that a was good, good film. Anyway, yep. another another episode that we have to do. So, Roy, yeah. what are your thoughts, comics? Look, I think comics served uh, a big part of uh, our, our generation and there were people that were really into it real, real big and there were people who just dabbled. I was more of a dabbler than mm-hmm. a than a, a fanatic i had other things like skating and and trying to um sabotage my brother's life mm. um <laughs> you know trying to see yep. what dastardly plans i could come up with yep. to destroy him and mm. my reign of terror on him mm. um so look I, I think they're okay I, you know i i don't mind the graphic novels i like some of the movies that came out of them there's others mm. I, I couldn't even be bothered watching um and to be honest, if I can't watch the movie, there's no way I'd be reading the book or the comic. Mm. Mm. What about you? I know you're a big Oh, comic. yeah, look, I've talked most of this episode, mate. I loved them and I was I was a fan. I still look back on them fondly. Um, I don't know that I'd bother spending the money or sitting down or, or taking the time to do it. Um, what would a comic book be worth today? I don't know. I'd think that a, just a single-issue comic book over here would be six or eight bucks. It'd have to be. It was, it was five or six bucks you know, 15 years ago. So I don't know. It might even be 10 bucks now. I'm not too Sorry, much, I just too much for a 48 or a 64-page comic book. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. I'd, I'll go and have a look. There's a comic book shop in, um, in Hobart. I'll go in and have a look and see what they're worth. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm Dave from Once When I Was Cool. I demand to know yeah, what they cost. I'll wear one of the T-shirts and a hat and offer yeah. him a couple of stickers and, yeah. and, a, and a mug. And a sock. And a pair just of socks, one, yeah. Just one sock, not yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, left or right. We we for the for the in joke here is is that we had some socks printed up and on them we've got left and right just in case you didn't know which foot your socks went on. So hmm. anyway, true, true anyway, interrupt us, Yeah, no, that's all right. I I liked them. I loved them. Still, still look back on them fondly. Tell us what your thoughts are. If you've got uh, any ideas, if you've uh, still read comics, if you still look back on them fondly, if you had them when you were a kid, and we've missed any. Um, let us know. And I'm sure we've missed many because there's that many comic books out there. Let us know. Once was cool podcast at gmail.com. I've actually, um, I'm a bit dirty on Facebook at the moment. I tried to do an ad and they wanted me to scan a photo of my driver's license or something like that before, um, they'd let me do it. So I'm not bothering too much with the socials at the moment. I'm, I'm a bit over them. So once when I was cool, once, 
What was it? Once for school podcast at gmail.com. It's a place to yep. get us best. That'll get us, get our attention. We'll get my attention because we doesn't look. Um, Facebook as well. You can send us a message there. I still check it from time to time, but I'm not getting too involved with them anymore. Um, yeah. If you've got any comments, anything you'd like to hear about, anything you'd like to let us know about, um, yeah, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yet again, if you're returning, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're still listening, um, if you're new to it, thanks for giving us a try. Um, we'd really appreciate Just tell your friends, just pass it on. If you think there's anyone that might like this, um, if you're still in lockdown, hope you're doing well. And other than that, we will talk to you soon. And big shout out to Tim for the idea. Yeah. Thanks Tim. That was a good, good one. We, well, wow. We just clicked over the 40 minute mark. So yeah, we went for a bit longer than I thought it'd go. Anyway, thanks for putting up with us and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks Simon. Thanks week. Thanks Dave. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.